0: hello everyone good evening ladies and gentlemen good evening mommies and daddies good evening aunties and uncles bachelors spinsters grandpas and grandmas how was your day hope your day went well and nice hope you had a beautiful day yeah my day went well and cool as well my name is helen sifo I will welcome you all to another interesting episode of the Women's Impact Podcast. And if you're joining us for the first time, you're listening to my podcast for the first time, I especially welcome you. I'm happy to have you on. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you. Here on the Women's Impact Podcast, I discuss issues relating to Christian home, moral teachings, parenting with biblical references, issues of marriage, sex, relationship, happy home, and so on and so forth. Okay. Um, last week, we started a topic I titled Sex in Marriage, and I told us that we're going to be dealing with um, five interesting subtopics top under this um, Sex in Marriage. And one of it we're going to be taking today. I'll try as much as possible to, um, it's lengthy, kind of, it's very lengthy, but I'll try as much as possible to, to, to summarize it and, and, and make the podcast to be as brief as possible, okay? Okay, today we're taking one of the subtopic title: Things You Shouldn't Do During Sex there are key things i consider when i talk about sex in marriage and these key things are one commitment you must be committed at at it you must be committed that you want to have sex with your with your partner in mean, sex in marriage i shared a live issue of a, a woman that doesn't like having sex with her husband except for what procreation she had two kids for her husband and the husband complained that that's the only time they had sex the lifetime of their marriage two children two times they had sex so that kind of a woman needs orientation kind of Uh, you know she's she has streamlined her, um, her mentality or her mindset that sex is meant for what raising children if it's not raising children then forget about it okay so now It it could also be that she had a a very bad or unpleasant experience, kind of. So that could make her have um, such mindset about um, sex. So you see where you have to work with the... I'm talking about commitment. So both parties need to be committed at it. Then the next one is when you are committed, there is what we call sexual arousal. You'll be aroused, As in, the urge will come where you are committed at it, sexual arousal will come. Then, when the sexual arousal arousal comes in, when that happens, both parties are ready to give their whole body to each other without resentment. When I mean without resentment, you're giving it with, you know, the Bible says they were both naked and they were not ashamed. Yes, that is, you're giving it, it's your partner, we are both married Without resentment, you're giving your whole body. When you, you, you have the belief, that your body is not is, does not belong to you. That's what the Bible makes us to understand. And as a man too, your body does not belong to you. Your wife, and as a wife too, your body does not belong to you. It belongs to your partner. According to the book of Proverbs chapter 5, verse um, 18 to 19 says, so Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice in the wife of your youth. A lovely deer. A graceful doe, let her breasts fill you at all times with delight be intoxicated always in her love. Sex in marriage needs concentration. Both partners must pay attention to each other such that if the other party is not enjoying the act he or she should speak up. That's the essence of communication in marriage. If the man is a two-minute man on bed, discuss it. If the woman easily gets irritated or turned off during sex, discuss it. Or probably if she's that kind of woman that lays on the bed and tells her husband, oh yeah, uh, please be quick, I want to sleep. Do it quick, I want to sleep. Or the woman says, oh, when you are done, please let me know. And so, women, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> when you're not giving it wholeheartedly, you're not you're you're resenting some um, some uh, fun doing um, sexual intercourse, and you say, okay, do you, you know you're just lying down as a log of wood there? I say, do when you're done, please I want to sleep, or probably when you're done, let me know those kind of uh, processes. But you really need to discuss it. There might be issues that actually. Warranting that woman behaving that way. So there's the need for communication in marriage. Now, I want to highlight a few points in on, on what you shouldn't do during sex. Number one, don't be too hasty or forward in an attempt to make the sexual life of your marriage interesting and fun. What do I mean by that? Don't be too hasty in trying out something unconventional or something entirely new just because you saw it um, somewhere or just because you want to be creative. You want to be, you want to be creative. Couples should first of all discuss it. When I first heard of um, the term, there's a word, when I first heard of the word Sutra in a movie, I was watching a movie and I heard that word, and... I went to Google to ask the meaning, and when I found out the meaning, I discussed it with my partner. And, you know, I, I, I'm so I'm sure some, some some people are your ears are already itching now. <laughs> you want to hear the full gist of me? the whole experience. I'm not going to share it here. I'm not sharing it here. It's my personal experience. I'm not share it. So, if you're if you are, if you, are, if you are, as a woman. You care to know uh, the full gist, you can come to my DM. <laughs> I'll I'll give you the full gist of it. Okay. Then the reason you need to discuss it before trying something new or unconventional is that your partner shouldn't see you as being wide or learning things from outside, you know. And when you try this unconventional thing or something, and your partner like, hey, this kind style again, ah, where did this woman learn it from? Ah. You know, so that is the need when you need to what that's the more reason why you need to what discuss it. Number two, assess your partner's private part in a complimentary manner. Yes, there are things you should not say to your partner during or shortly before sex, as such, could kill the libido. Example, you tell you tell your uh, your, your partner, you say, Oh, your mouth smells, ah. Why didn't you brush now? You know you are going to come and be mad for sex. You should have brushed now. Mm. Or the, the man telling the, the, the wife, you as a man telling your wife, see your armpit. hey, the hair has grown again. Ah, you didn't even shave it. Uh-uh. Doing sex. <laughs> or you look at some part of her body and say, hey, this is your stretch mark, is out again, no. Or, the, or you telling your husband, hey, the, the the hair in this, your armpit has grown again. Or you tell your husband, I see your pot belly. Or telling, I see your saggy tummy. No, you don't need all that. Because this thing has a way of what truncating your libido when you do that. You know? Observation or um, advice from psychologists and sex therapists have advised that these words you say to each other that are not complimentary has a way of naturally puncturing the libido of your partner. It's advised that you engage your partner in a chat after the sexual act with the aim of seeking solution. There was a um, a, 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 an advert somewhere in K2 area for those that um, you live somewhere in uh, you know K2 Kosi, Demerions most times that I'm coming back from work so I used to listen to this advert on when they do on uh, an audio advert at the bus stop, the man is actually selling some herbal uh, um, medicine and the man will say help help uh, say uh, say your problem out. So that your, your problem will not kill you. You say you are a man. You are a one minute man. When you, you you climb on your woman. And you just do one minute. And your woman will tell you. Hey. You say, say see you. You don't have power. i I've forgotten how the man used to say it. He say you just shake your waist. Yege, 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 and you are done. You know, If such a word like that. Coming from a woman. It has a way of naturally. Puncturing the libido of that man. At that point in time. Number 3. Don't touch your partner's private parts in a disgusting manner. What does that mean? Touching that suggests disrespect for your partner's private parts can make your partner lose self-control, self- sorry, self-esteem at that time, which can impact negatively on their sex performance. Rather save your reservation for a little time. You might observe it. But don't say it at that time. After the act, you can discuss it such that um, similar scenarios won't occur again. Number four, distraction. Through pressing of phones, watching television, checking your wristwatch, doing sexual intercourse. When this happens between a husband and a wife, it simply means their mind isn't there. I call it do quick, make her sleep or when you are done, let me know, kind of, you know, know, doing sexual intercourse, you're watching TV, your attention is divided, you're you're, you're checking your wristwatch, no, you you, you can can imagine, you know, when the Bible says a man wants cleave, cleaving takes the effort of both parties, even answering calls, doing sexual intercourse is wrong, When you have a call, someone has called you, you pick up that call, it has a way of running down the libido of that man or even of of that woman. Keep your phones away at that time, it is you and your partner. You need concentration. Number five, being too hard on the sensitive parts of your partner. I really want to believe that I'm speaking to matured adults again. I want to repeat it. I'm married couples, so that, like I said, I've crave your indulgence. That I'm going to be saying some words, and they're going to be raw, but just take it. I have to just put it this way, so you could understand it. What I'm about, what I'm actually talking about, is what romance. This is when romance, doing sex in marriage, plays. You want to suck the breast of your wife, but she feels like. You are biting her nipple, <laughs> oh, and she's in pain. And you are the other woman. Instead of you to romantically touch the glands of your man, you're molding it like you are molding aku or fufu. That you are about to swallow. Haba kilo de, the libido will run flat. It will deflate immediately because what the man would be feeling, he would not feel. The urge anymore it's pain that he will be feeling. <laughs> Please touch gently and romantically. Then number six. Coughing or sneezing on your partner's face during sexual intercourse is wrong. Sometimes the, the sneezing or coughing might come with a, a muko. And the time when your, your partner wants to wipe off his face, oh, let me get um, a towel to, wi- to wipe off my face... Delivered on my room, my my room down at that time. I we understand that sometimes this coughing, sneezing, they are involuntary actions that you you can't control. But for the purpose of hygiene, it is advised that you turn your face away from your partner's face. When you turn your face away, you know you have actually diverted that um, the coughing or the sneezing whatsoever from his face and it, it shows that you have um, actually you have regard for the acts you committed or you have regard for him at that point in time and sometimes you as a partner you can fart doing sexual intercourse the man may fart, the woman may fart what do you do? Apologize oh sorry, excuse me then you move on but be sure it's not those kind of uh, fat that smells and your partner uh, might not be able to continue the act again. Because what has just befell him might be a terrible <laughs> thing. Okay, But never mind. Love covered multitude of sin. That's what the Bible says. So you just inhale it and move on. It's love. Number seven. Comparison with an ex. Out of dissatisfaction, some partners point on how their ex does it better in an attempt to compel their partner to adopt such initiative. Research has shows that comparing your spouse with others is at your spouse's detriment. It could puncture their self-esteem. Never do that. Number eight. Don't assume your partner... Knows what you want don't lie about being satisfied if your partner is not doing it right, discuss it matters of sexual intimacy must be well communicated if your partner, you're not satisfied maybe you've gone on one round, you're not satisfied say it out, don't pretend and there are ways you can get help, you can ask the Holy Spirit to help you the Holy Spirit cannot teach he he can he will teach you all things Holy Spirit teaches it has been tested and trusted though but I won't share the experience with you (laughs) so you can you can always satisfy your, 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 your partner sexually if you ask God to teach you how to do it ask the Holy Spirit you know it's 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 something that we look at the experience and like, oh, you're bringing spirituality into um, a, a sexual um, intercourse or a sexual act. I tell you, it works. I attended a marriage a seminar sometime and the pastor actually opened up that at some point he was not satisfying his wife on um, bed well. And he had to start um, getting pornographic. Movies to watch, to stir up his urge so he could satisfy his, um, his wife. And, and, and thank God his wife was even there at at the marriage uh, seminar when, when he was actually discussing it. But I tell you, you don't need that. You don't need to watch a pornographic movie for you to get stirred up or to satisfy your, your woman on bed. The Holy Spirit can teach you. He can teach you such that you become acrobatic on bed. Hello. <laughs> so, so, please, you, you, you ask the Holy Spirit. It teaches all things. It teaches all things. Holy Spirit can actually do that for you. So, if you're still on to this time, I want to say thank you. I remain your humble friend, podcaster, Helen Lucifo, I want to encourage us to please share on our social media handles like your WhatsApp, your Facebook, your Instagram, your Twitter. Share to your friends, share to your platforms everywhere. Yes. And God will bless you for that. I honestly am so happy. Like I said in one of my, in my status days ago, that um, this particular topic had. The highest listings, and I was asking why. Yes, it's a necessary thing to actually talk about. Not every uh, one, like a Christian, really want to talk about sex in marriage, but I tell you, it's a matter to be discussed, it's a serious matter. You know, why I, I also asked one of the questions in my status WhatsApp status that, um, how do you feel when, um, you are denied when your partner denies you of sex. How do you always feel? Or have you also denied your partner sex at some point in time? The fact is, it is yes. At some point, due to one thing, you're tired or whatsoever, or you're hungry, whatsoever the case may be. One point in time in marriage, one partner has denied one, uh, they have denied each other of sex. So, and uh, I was discussing with my husband. My husband said, say, who in the pass? Say that the man the papers, I mean that woman. Honestly, <laughs> I, I don't know. No matter how spiritual you are, spiritual when it comes to matter of sex, I beg. Now the men in the papers, so. So, woman, please, don't use sex as punishment for your husband. Well, we are going to be talking about that in, our, um, in, in, in the episodes that are upcoming in this um, a topic of sex in marriage. Okay. I want to thank you all for listening. Have a wonderful night. Have a wonderful evening. Sweet dreams. See you in my next episode. Bye-bye.